Father, in Jesus' name, we want to give you glory and honor. We want to give you praise for tonight. And we want to thank you for the opportunity to come before you and to study your word. Father, your servant, I stand here and I ask that you speak through me and bless your people like never before. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good. God bless you. Please take a seat. So, we are playing the African Cup of Nations. Currently, it's ongoing. Ghana is out. We are, we are out. But at the end of the tournament, some teams will stand out as the most successful teams. Some players will stand out as the most successful players. Some will be goal kings, which nowadays we call the golden boot. When we were growing up, it was goal kings. Now it's called golden boot. Some will be best player. How, how do you do? Golden ball. So goal kings are golden ball. And then golden boots are the best players of the tournament. Then there will be the best goalkeeper. Then there will be the best defender. Then there will be the best manager. There will be other things. Now, those of us who have come home, nobody will celebrate us. Because the world is not structured to celebrate those who do not perform. Now, at the end of this year, God, you see, the beginning of this year, God gave all of us the same opportunities. The same 24 hours, the same 300 a day, the same 365 days in a year, the same 52 weeks in a year. At the end of this year, some people will stand out and some people will stand down. There are people who will be celebrated at the end of this year. The world is a very crowded field. Until you do something extraordinary, nobody will notice you. Are you here? Do something extraordinary, nobody will notice you. We have a number of pastors here. After a certain number of years, some will stand out, some will stand down. We have a number of pastoral apprentices amongst us. At a certain period in this church, some will stand out, some will stand down. Among your mother's children or your father's children, some will stand out, some will stand down. Among your colleagues in the office, some will stand out, some will stand down. Tonight, my focus is to teach you how to stand out. Amen? My focus tonight is to teach you how to stand out. And the deadline for standing out is by the end of this year. But the effort to stand out begins now. Are you here? Begins now. Now, you will notice that as my tradition has always been, I take words, convert them into acronyms, and then we learn from them. So stand out. I think I've been speaking to you in the last few reasons. Step ahead, step out, and step ahead. No, there is step in the right direction step ahead and now you stand out okay so the o in stand out is outdo yourself outdo yourself outdo yourself 
the worst thing that can happen to you is to focus on other people and compete with other people and compare yourself with other people i believe that the best way to improve your performance in life is to compete with yourself after this sermon i'll go back home watch the video before i sleep i will critique myself look at the sermon and feel if i've studied one more hour if i studied one more day could i have done better if i had prayed one more hour than i prayed today could i have done better when i was a young pastor living with reverend Theophilus mills anytime i had the opportunity to preach and i preached i came back home and i'll look through my sermon and i'll critique myself and i'll say i should have even though the church will come to me and say well done young pastor you did very well in fact some will secretly even tell me your daddy should be allowing you to preach more because you do better than most of the people most of the pastors who are older than you i don't know i know some people will try to put bitterness in my heart you know but guess what i will always don't listen to the applause of the people but the critic of my mind because the best way to assess yourself is by yourself try you know there is something inside you that tells you your strength reveals your strength most of the people outside you will measure you based on their standards but you must measure yourself based on your own standards that you have set for yourself are you here so don't be an expert in competing with people or an expert in comparing yourself with people you must focus on how you can consistently outdo yourself do better than you did before are you here with me do you understand i remember when i was in form one i did a secondary school i wrote some history examination and i had 99 99 percent there was a word that i think i should have used y and i used i so the teacher just did minus one it hurt me so much it hurt me and i was like the next history examination i'm going to get 100 percent doing those things in secondary school uh, form one your target was 100 percent and you studied i remember i would give my my book to my fellow students and i'll say hold this um um, exercise book or notebook and i will read what i've written inside and when i'm reading I'm, I'm reading i mean pages pages and i'm reading and then when at some page i miss the words i miss the arrangement i will take the book go back to the classroom sit down read through read through read through bring it again and then i'll start reciting my own writing my notes that i've done i'll start reciting it until i'm able to read through the entire thing because during those days were chew and pour you just have to chew the thing and make sure you get 100 and you move on so i was always trying to improve on my performance by not looking at what someone else is doing but by looking at what i am doing and how i can do it well are you are you here with me so here are 
the key things I want you to write down. Now, to outdo means to be superior in, in action or performance. Now, Matthew 5 verse 41 says, If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. You know, do you know why Jesus wanted you to go the extra mile? Because Jesus knew that you are always an extra mile away from success. You are always an extra mile away from success. Success is always that little one more hour you add to where everybody stopped. It is you staying in the office one more hour than your colleagues. It is you coming to the office one more hour than the others. It is you praying one more hour than it, it was allowed. It is you coming to church one more hour. It is you. I remember now Ghana is not calling for Samojan. Now what they are saying is that we don't have a striker like a Samojan. Just one, one person like a Samojan. Because we are out of the, of the African Cup of Nations. We didn't have a standout player. But Samojan, you, whether you like him or you dislike him, there's one thing about that gentleman. The extra effort he puts in, in every match. The extra effort. But when he was in one of um, England's team, I think Sunderland. One of the things his coach said about him was the fact that he gave a day off for the players because they played a very important game and they won. So the coach gave them a day off. While the coach was driving to town, here was a Samoan in the snow training. He had just come to the team and the coach said, this player will be an extraordinary player. So when he became successful in England and the coach was interviewed, he said, I could predict his future because I saw the extra effort he put in in training. This year, put in an extra effort because you are only an extra mile away from your success. We all know the key to our success. It could be prayer. It could be serving God. It could be working hard in your office. It could be your academics. It could be something you know. You must know that thing that will separate you from the others. And do it and do it well. And go beyond. Go beyond it and do it and do it extraordinary well. Then you can stand out. The Archbishop, Bishop Charles and and the Sam Crunchy and Chris and uh, Bishop Dice, the, the, um, the Reverend Steve Mensah and the rest, Bishop Takia Boy and the rest, they were contemporaries. Said there were hundreds, if not thousands, of them leading fellowships in their in the early seventies, late seventies, early eighties, leading fellowships on school parks, in cinema halls, etc., etc. But today, when you talk about the charismatic movement, you point to these men. You point to them. They are the standing out pastors among their contemporaries. Hundreds of them, thousands of them, nobody has heard about them. They did something extra to become extraordinary. And this year, whatever you know is your key to success, add an extra more time. Whatever will make you significant, 
put in extra hours put in extra energies put in extra prayer don't say ah for me i can only pray for 30 minutes prayer is the secret to the success of many christians add 15 more minutes add 30 more minutes add one more hour don't don't you say that church starts at 8 45 so i'll be there just at 8 40. Uh, meanwhile you are a worker in this church you want god to bless you come an hour before come an hour before you're a protocol officer the church is closed but your bishop has not left don't leave make it and make it the put in that extra thing that until this man leaves i'm not going to leave here i'm going to i'm going to make sure that church i'm not rushing away from church thank god for minister gifting mr kobe and the choir extraordinary i was just playing last sunday's um listening to me to myself last night and the music the quality of the music the spirituality the choice of music i mean look at tonight i didn't want to come i didn't want to come i was just enjoying the music i was just sitting down there enjoying the music last year and this year i've seen them putting extra extra to become better extra to move on can we give a hand of uh, applause to them and they will have to continue to give extra to become extraordinary they will have to continue to give extra to become extraordinary amen now there is always a stop after the last stop so change cars or trains to move on i think Dansuman is an estate though it used to be the biggest estate in west africa built by kwame nkrumah Dansuman is a suburb of accra and it has the biggest estate at the time they built Dansuman, the neighboring communities had not yet been built had not yet been inhabited by people so there was a last stop and that was the only stop last stop in Dansoman. when you get there you must get down beyond that you are driving into darkness you are driving into dangerous places but as the estate started growing individuals started building started building so now they have to create extra stops behind the last stop so when you go you go to Dansoman and you are in a commercial vehicle there's a last stop but after the last stop are other stops after the last stop are other stops so keep this at the back of your mind that there may be a last stop but there may be other stops beyond the um, other stops so your vehicle may go the destination of your vehicle may be the last stop but please don't stop there get down from it pick another car because beyond the last stop are other stops that the other cars will be going pick the next car and continue your journey in other words where people will applaud you for ending don't end there you know yourself you know yourself you know the strength you have you know that this is where people expect me to end but i can i can go beyond it i can go beyond it even though ghana we are out of um the afghan but you remember the world cup that was played in south africa we went beyond where people thought was our last stop we went to quarterfinals eh if, if it was not the hands the devilish hands of suarez we would have gone to the semi-finals but people actually thought 116th was our last stop but we went beyond the last stop so people will always give you a last stop where you must end they will just tell you even if you get here it is it is good 
Even if you get here, it will be fine. Once you are able to get here, you will be fine. But I want you to know that you yourself, you know, that where you stopped, you had a little bit of extra energy. You could have gone on. Always look at yourself. Always look inside you. Are, are you here with me? The applause of people is the most deceptive thing if you depend on it. Because people will applaud you based on their strength. Based on where they would have gotten to. But you know yourself. You know yourself. You know you can do better. This year, don't stop at the last stop. Because there are extra stops beyond the last stop. Give God praise, everyone. There is always a reserve tank. Is there always a reserve fuel in your reserve tank? There is always, there's always extra fuel in your reserve tank. There is always extra fuel in your reserve tank. One time I was driving with Judah. And then, and then there was an indication read on my fuel I had to call it full, full gauge, full gauge. And we had hit the motorway. I said, we should have bought fuel before coming. Look, look, can this thing go? So, daddy, we have about four more gallons in this car. No, he said something. We could go this number of kilometers before we ran out. So, even though it shows empty, we still have extra fuel in the reserve tank. Human beings are built like that. There is always some extra. I told you the story of a man and, a, and his wife who went to the farms. They worked the whole day. And then when they were returning, they had to walk a very long distance. At some point in the, in the forest where they were farming, the lady got so tired and told the husband, there is no way I can move on. I'm so tired. And the lady sat down. The husband begged to say, listen, the the darkness is coming. We need to go get to the roadside. You know, during those days, farmers could bat down their head and farm. The time they realized it was darkness. So he said, let's try. Let's get to the roadside. Please try. The woman said, no, there's no way. And then they heard the roaring of a lion. And then the woman shouted, lion! Then she started running. By the time the man realized, the woman has gotten to the roadside while she was so struggling to get there. So when they, got, when they finally got home, she said to her, but you couldn't walk. You said nothing. You said you could not take one more step. So how come you were able to run ahead of me? She said, I didn't know that I had extra energy. I think it's called kinetic energy. Eh? There is this energy that always comes. You see, you see the wall in front of me here. I mean, most of us will say there's no way we can join it. But let a lion enter here. If that lion is not the lion of the trap of Judah, but the roaring lions looking for whom to devour, do you know what will happen? We will start jumping. You will see mommy jumping. Hey, hey, mommy will jump. She will not even jump. She will actually leap. You know? <laughs> so please, when you say you are tired, it only means that there is lack of motivation to go on. But if, if there is an extra reason why you should go on, there will be extra fuel to depend on. So this year, keep this at the back of your mind. Don't get tired. Just keep going. Just keep moving. 
just keep moving give it one more try put something more inside but don't give up on that marriage don't give up on that business don't give up don't get to the place of weariness don't say to yourself oh i'm too tired i'm not going to do anything about this again and whatever happens let it happen i am i am too tired i am too tired i had a story of a woman who died of diabetes for so many years she tried she was not eating um sugar she was not drinking sugar so many years and then one day she said to myself i am even tired of the restricted life started drinking um coke started drinking fanta started drink taking sugar started eating starchy food started eating all those things then suddenly suddenly she got sores on her this thing the day they cut off one of the legs was when she said i should have kept my discipline i should have she regretted and she died very young she died young because at one point she gave up on giving extra in life she gave up she got tired she got worried don't get tired don't get worried it is just the beginning of a new year we are still in january but some of you already you have carried the you have carried the tiredness of last year into this year and you are giving up on your dream put in that extra energy go into your reserve tank go into your reserve tank pick up something from there pick up something from here you are not going to fail you are not going to fail you are destined to succeed and god has given you every capacity and ability to be able to become successful focus on your potential not your performance your performance is what you are doing now your potential is what you can do but i'm not yet done your performance is who you are now your potential is what you can become but has not yet become there is always a better you there is always a bolder you there is always a bigger you ahead of you it is only a matter of time that it shall be revealed just keep it up do you, can you imagine if i had given up the first five years of being on the sprinter's road it was a very turbulent time for me and my wife those were the days where mommy's hair kept falling because i could not afford hairdressing i mean those things permin permin you know permin come on permin come on permin but let me even use my word advisedly because today i say come on permin but who i was yesterday is somebody's success today for somebody permin today is a miracle and during those days you remember to get money to go and do just permin for those of you who were just born yesterday you don't understand permin because of all these weeks, don't understand permit. Permit, permit is retouch, eh? Touch up. You remember Teshi when we didn't have money to go? We go and buy this locally made or West African made permit cream. We couldn't, we couldn't afford dark and lovely. Dark and lovely was the most popular permit cream, isn't it? We just go and get all. Even if dark and lovely, I think they, they used to do retail. Now, now retail is start retailing from the box. It's not like you go and buy big box like they were scooping. So you, you go with your own container and then they scoop some for you. You know, eh? Okay, okay, okay. So, so we still have um, classmates around. <laughs> this, and I will come home and do mommy's hair and put on, you remember, how do you call this thing? Rollers, rollers. I fix the rollers myself. And, oh, and do everything. I fix the rollers myself. Oh, oh, I've done things. But it's, it's what I'm teaching you. I was just putting in the extra mile to make sure that my wife will appreciate that if I don't have money, I have, I have love. What money could not do, my love could do it. 
Are you here with me? You know, there are some men, when they don't have money, they become very arrogant. Don't, some men can become very arrogant in their poverty. You are not giving, you are not giving chop money when the woman is talking. You say, am I the only man? Am I the only man? But you are the only man sleeping with her. So you must be the only man giving chop money. So you cannot say, am I the only man who is not giving chop money to the wife? Nonsense. You see, but whilst I was doing hairdressing, that was my performance. But I was focusing on my potential. You, you, you get it? I was focusing on my potential. Mommy is just a very, um, very down-to-earth woman. But last time I said, can I create a salon at home for you? I'll buy all the things. And then when your hair has to be fixed, they will come back, they will come home and fix it for you. Every machine you use there, I cannot afford it. I, ca I cannot have a room where I can create your private salon and get your hairdressers to come home from pedicure to manicure, massage to... So I wanted to pamper her. Oh, no, no, honey, it's okay. I'll go out. I'll go. I'll go myself. But years ago, I could not even afford payment. Now I can afford the whole salon at home. You see, years ago, it was my performance. Today, it was, years ago, what I'm doing now was my potential. Today, it is my performance. I can still go ahead and create even something bigger and better for her. Don't focus on yourself today. Focus on what you can become tomorrow. Are you here? So don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. You may be a gatesman today, but you will own the house. You can own the house where you are gatekeeping. You may be a house help today. Today, you can house the person who you are house helping for. So don't give up on yourself. You were created for, to succeed. And everything you need to succeed is already put in the inside of you. My car does not need your car engine to function. It already has an engine. The same way, you don't need somebody's engine to function. You already have an engine. Are you here with me? Now, compete with yourself, not with them. That was the first point I made from the beginning. Compete with yourself. This year, compete with yourself. Continue to improve. Continue to improve. Set standards for yourself and improve on yourself. Continue and build. You can do it. You can make it happen. I told you about my sister, Olive, and how competitive she has been since we were children. You know, high jumping. Until she jumps the highest, they will not close. We will not close. We must jump. And when she even jumps the highest and nobody can jump, she wants to jump the, the last one. She wants to make sure she's two times, three times better than her competitors. Okay? Compete with yourself. Focus on yourself. Now, listen, you, in, life, eh, in life, one of the major sources of um, distractions and one of the major focus breakers is to stare at people is to just stare at people i have seen women staring at other women's husbands and how they come to church and they open the car doors for them and think their husband is useless you don't even come with a car but yet when i'm getting down from the trotter you don't hold my hands to pull me out look at this man who came with a car Look at the way she's opening the door. Probably the, way, the reason why she's opening the door, the woman has threatened that you beat me last night. I'm going to tell daddy. And she, he's trying to pamper the woman. So this, they came and opened the door. Please, I beg you, don't tell daddy. I beg you, I beg you. Once he's opening the door, he's talking. He's not saying, I love you. I beg you, don't tell daddy. I beg you, I beg you, I beg you. I beg you. I, I, are you here with me? Are you here with me? So please, listen to me. Listen carefully to me. People show personality. They don't show their real character. 
So don't stare at people. Don't focus. People even fake their success when they are not successful. People can borrow cars and come to church and you think it's for them. People will borrow clothes and come to church and you think it's for them. People will borrow wig. Wig. People will borrow wig and come to church. I'm telling you. And come to church as if it's, it's your own. No, 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 no. Recently, recently, my missus forgot herself and took a video of herself. She was so nice and wanted me to see, you know, and sent it to me. And then when I saw the video, I saw that the wig was not hers, it was my wife's. So I said, Mommy, this wig is mommy's wig. He said, Wow. And I sent her the video to her. Daddy, I'm deleting right now. So she went to delete her mommy's video, but I saved mine. So I said, No, 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 no. So daddy, please don't tell her. I said, No, I will tell her. Mommy, I will tell her. But it was the, the, the wig was the tip of the iceberg. So I, I told mommy, Do you know, whilst I was talking to her, I called mommy. On the other phone, put on last speaker. Your daughter is wearing your wig. <laughs> she said, Wow, which wig? Then I told her the kind of wig. It's, it's a very expensive wig. This girl. Then then when she came back home, she was going to see, confirm the wig she took. Only to realize that her new shoe she had not worn was also out. So mommy Sewell's classmates who took the video of her will assume that this girl is chilling, you know, this girl has money, oh, this girl's father has bought a wig for her, or this girl's boyfriend has bought a wig for her. You, you, you get it? So, so they will go to their boyfriend and say, useless, go and see my missus, the things the boyfriend has bought for her. But it's a stolen wig. It's just that God has been gracious to me. Kevin is now bigger than me. So nowadays, my shares are safe. And, uh, <laughs> but I'm not sure about my singlet. Um, I'm not sure. Okay, can, can, I, can, can I go on? Before I, 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 I move to Pastor Tete Affair. So let me, let me just. If you can't move the mountain, climb it. If you can't climb it, go around it. No matter what, no matter what, make sure the mountain is not before you, but behind you. That is how we make progress. That's how we make progress. There will always be, will always be a mountain ahead of you. But success is going beyond the mountain. And there are different means by which you can go beyond the mountain. Some can climb it. Some can even blast it down. Some, whatever it is. But make sure the mountain is behind you. Every problem that you confront, every problem that you see has a solution. All you need to do is to look for that solution. Now, the world has made progress because recently, COVID, oh, COVID, oh, COVID, oh, COVID, oh. And then some people came out and said, well, we have the antidote for COVID. Vaccine. And then we in Africa, who, is, who are always thinking about witches and wizards and 666 and 999. And all those things. Hey, no, no, no. It's just, it's just, we are not taking it. Since 100 years ago when they had the same um, attack, the same um, infection, pandemic, there were vaccines that were used to treat. There were Christians who said, well, this, this, this. after 100 years, the sicknesses has still not come. You see, because we have such a fetish mindset. This is a continent where a 90-year-old man dies. A 90-year-old man dies and they say somebody killed him. Somebody killed her. We are going to look for the person who killed. 
And you have intellectuals. You have intellectuals who still believe in this nonsense. We glorify Satan and give Satan so much power. Give Satan so much power. There are some of you who have never stepped foot in your village. Because the uncles are witches, the aunties are witches. It is only, usually it's only your mother who is not a witch. Your mother-in-law is a witch. Your father-in-law is a wizard. Your wife, your husband's sisters are all witches. Your wife's sisters are all witches. It is only the clan you come from, the tribe you come from, who are no witches. Now it should tell you that there's something wrong with your mindset. And in most cases, it's only old women who are witches. Mary Magdalene was such a, an old woman. She was a young, beautiful woman. But seven demons were cast out of her. Seven demons were cast out of her. So we look at our mothers who raised us. Raised us and raised us and raised us. And then the same mother who breastfed you. And the same mother who took you to school. The same mother who protected you, guarded you and guided you in your life. Now you start having your own frustrations and you look for an old person. Because old people are strange. I'm telling you, as you go, I am, I am even now strange to my children. When I make some argument, they go, wow. Mommy said, why would go, wow? Kevin will walk away. Kevin will say, okay, daddy, I understand. Yes, please, yes, please. And walk away. But Mommy said, why would let me know that, wow. That, daddy, you have changed. Your thinking and your... So imagine 20 more years. I will even be, I mean, 20 more years, I'll be 70 something. 30 more years, I'll be 80 something. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> 30 more years, I'll be 80 something. They should get ready. They should get ready. I'll even come to this church, 80 something. I'll come and stand here and say all the nonsense to you. But you cannot, and when I'm saying those nonsense, somebody will say that, that he has become wizard. Oh. Are you here with me? If your car breaks down, walk. If your ship suffers shipwreck, swim. If the airplane is falling, use the parachute. You need a survival instinct to succeed. You have to have a certain survival instinct. That's how you succeed. That's how you succeed. Mommy and I would have given up long ago if we do not have this survival instinct which has been placed in us by God. We would have given up. We would just have given up. I remember one of the pastors had respect for when i told him that mommy and i were moving to the sprinters road he said oh one of our church members actually had left and gone outside and had an accommodation in um, sakumono the sakumono estate and that once you start let me know i'll give you the key i have the keys just to stay in there i called the man he said, oh, no problems i've spoken with the person so mommy and i would will come here and drive to sakumono estates and look at which is this crowd it could be this or it could be this or it could be this i have started imagining how i'm living as a common and during those days to live as a communal estate you are rich then when we moved when we started the church and now we had no place to sleep and because so i said let's go to the man went to the man the man said well the room is there but make your church our branch and i'll give it to you he changed the language Made the church our branch, I'll give it to you. That was a breakdown of my car, but I walked. That was a shipwreck, but I swam. That was an aeroplane falling, but we had a parachute. That is why we are here today. Don't give up. 
if you focus on other people's performance you will lose sight of your potential so don't focus on other people's potential performance can i move on to the next one now stand out you you is understand yourself understand yourself understand yourself listen one of the things i've noticed is how people try to define who we are how people try how society tries to tell us who we are how sometimes even we pastors want to tell you who you are but the best way to define yourself is by reading the bible it is what the bible says you are that you are and i want to share with you a few things that the bible says about you at least use this thing to redefine who you are tonight i want you to really listen to who the bible says you are and it will help you and it will help you now the bible says you are a child of god the bible says you are a child of god so you no longer carry your father's dna you carry god's dna john 1 12 and 13 yet to all who did receive him to those who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of god children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband will but born of god 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 now biologically people people who knew my father before young people my father taught who are now old will hear me speak and some of them who knew my who knows my mother will say actually your, your son is just like his father the way he speaks the way he does things and oh, my mother herself will come to church sit down look at me hear me speak and just will come to that conclusion and say that oh you are just like your father when you are preaching it's just like your father preaching so you are usually not different from the one who gave birth to you in the realms of the spirit you are also not different from the god who gave birth to you you can do what god does you can do it you are a career of of part of god in you you're a carrier of the nature of god in you the most important thing that you carry is the character of god can you be god can you be god not like god who is worshipped but the character of god the character of god the character of god i don't believe any human being should become the god to anybody but i believe that every human being must show the characteristics of god if we are born against christian if god is love show that he is love if god is merciful show that you are you are carrying him be merciful if god is forgiving show that you are also forgiving because you are a christian they must define you by the nature of god not by the character of your father are you here what god can do you can do where god can be you can be and when i talk about what god can do please don't focus on the power of god focus on the character of god it is better it is better to focus on the things that God wants people to see. His love, his mercies, his, his loving kindness, his forgiveness. Those are the things that must demonstrate in your life. You see, you stand out more if you show the light of God in your life. We live in a world of darkness. You are the only light for your family. You are that city on the hill. And everybody is looking to see, find God in you is looking to find god in you 
is looking. This weekend, I'll be in my hometown. When I meet my aunties and I meet my distant, they can even look at my fingers and say, Ah, so You know, there are kinds they like those things. They can look at your foot and say, Ah, oh, 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 of who your father is they want to be sure that if you don't even have the dna capacity to test who gave birth to you we should find certain features that show that you are my father's you are our, our brothers or our father's child that that is all that's all that they are looking for a chinese woman gave birth he and another chinese were in ghana and then the woman gave birth, and the baby was black. And the husband said, Ah, two Chinese, how do we give birth to a black child? He said, No, Africa, the sun is too hot, the baby is bent. Now you see, once you give birth, your mother in law comes, the mother, your mother in law will hold the baby's hand, hold the baby's foot, hold it. He's just checking whether the baby is healthy or not. He's checking whether is it my son's baby? Is it my son's baby? Where, that, where, where, where is the, where does it look like my son? So when your mother-in-law comes to your maternity home where you gave birth to visit you, it's always not out of love. It's out of curiosity sometimes. Now, <laughs> are, you, are you here? No, no, I don't mean your mother-in-law. Please, don't go and start saying, um, um, Mama, why did you come to the hospital when I gave birth? were you to see whether i was faithful to your son or something i remember a girl used to be in this church and the girl had a white husband and usually the last week of your birth will come and have communion with you and pray and i'm going to have communion innocent pastor had communion prayed with the lady and then just when i was about to go he said daddy can i request one more prayer one more prayer please daddy pray for me that this baby this baby will be white eh? pray for me I said, daughter, sit down. Why must I pray the baby will be white? Your husband is a white man. At least you have a half-caste child. That one, I'm sure. That one, I don't need prophecy to go. Why? Is there a reason? Daddy, you just pray for me. So he had, she had a wife. She had a white husband, black boyfriend. Now she couldn't tell who. But I think the communion was the child. The child came half-caste. <laughs> the child came half-caste. Oh God, help us all. <laughs> oh, two black people gave birth to have cars. Then the woman said, no, my great, great, great grandmother. You can't trace, was a white woman. Show me a picture. Oh, those days they didn't have pictures okay okay now romans eight seventeen, cohes 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 you are cohes with christ romans eight seventeen. now we are children now if we are children then we are heads heads of god and cohes with christ now here cohes with christ you remember this song i'm a hell of the father what is the continuation well we the joint with the son we are children 
We are family. We are one. But you see, you see, that song didn't tell us all the truth. Here. If indeed we share the heads of God and co-heads with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Now, do you know that if we inherit someone, if the person had debt, you pay the debt. If the person had property, so you don't inherit only the glory, you also inherit the suffering. So we share with Christ, but you see, we are heirs with Christ, but we are also heirs in his suffering. I think that this Sunday's week, I'll talk about, is it this Sunday or I think this Sunday's week, I'll talk about tried and tested. How God deliberately can take you through sufferings so that you can be tested and be tried. And how sometimes you have to go through suffering because there's a glory ahead of you. You cannot receive the crown until you go on the cross. So even though we are co-heirs with Christ, we must, we must inherit what God has. We must, we must. But God doesn't only have glory for us. He also has a suffering for us. Sometimes the process to the glory is not an easy thing. I, so long ago, I preached a sermon titled Providence, Process, and Product. And in the providence, God created you for a purpose. But for you to achieve that purpose, for you to become a certain product, you must go through God's process. Most of us never realize our potential, never become what God wants us to become. Because even though we know that God has a, a, an assignment for us, the process to achieving that assignment, we are unable to go through that process. When I talk about the tried and tested, I'll try to establish that most of the things you call, most of the things you call attack is actually try, a trials by God. When mommy and I could not find money to buy food, we were not saying that there was attack on our finance. We were saying that God was testing our loyalty and faithfulness by withholding financial blessings from us just to see whether we love him, whether we were in ministry for money or we were in ministry for something bigger than money so sometimes god can take you through that now another way the bible describes that you are sheep you are the sheep of god psalm 100 verse 3 know that the lord is god it is he who made us and we are his we are his people the sheep of his pastor so as a sheep of his pastor god has a responsibility for you a good shepherd will lay down his life to protect the sheep you enjoy divine provision and divine protection one of the things you have to trust and believe God for is that God will divinely provide for you and God will divinely protect you. You are not alone. You cannot. No, listen, listen to me. Don't give Satan that credit. David said, I was with my father's sheep. When the lion came and the bear came, I fought them. If David could fight the lions on behalf of his sheep, why can't God take on the roaring lion, the devil? You are secured. You are secured. There's too much fear in your heart. God does not work with fear. Satan does. The Bible says, what I fear, what I fear has come to me. You see, fear attracts the thing you are afraid of. I'm told that, I'm told that dogs can sense fear. So you see that people who fear dogs the most are people dogs try to attack. Because they sense your fear. They know you are afraid of them and they try to intimidate you. When, when my sister unit comes to our house, we have these motis, smaller ones. They don't chase anybody. If there are five people coming, they will only target Eunice. Because Eunice is terribly afraid of dogs. 
They'll just, you, the dogs, I've, I've, I've been raising dogs for years. The dogs will always, like when I'm bringing people home, the people that are afraid of dogs, and say, Bishop, please, hold me, oh, hold me, Bishop, hold me. And then, Bishop, hold me. The dogs will just bypass me, they know, and start going to the person. Because they can sense it. That's how fear, fear attracts the things you fear. And they make it happen to you. Some people will be afraid of death. Death will come to them and say, okay, you see, the world that he was talking about, he was sensing it. He was not sensing it, he was inviting it. By that fear. By those fear confessions. I, I, sometimes I get so surprised that it is rather when people become believers that they now begin to fear evil. Unbelievers are around. They don't fear anything. I mean, those drunkards, eh? See a drunkard and put food down. And you say, oh, this food I suspect is for a wish. I won't eat. Drunkard will say, go, let me eat. If I die, I die. Drunkard will eat it and will still live longer than you. Don't give, don't give Satan too much credit. You are too powerful. You are too anointed. You are too called. Now, number four, you are a branch of Christ. John 15, 1 to 4. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He casts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Whilst every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will even be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Now remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Look at that. Can a branch bear fruit on its own? No. Apart from Christ, you can do nothing. One of the secrets to success, when you see a man, a Christian becoming very successful, sometimes you see somebody you are more intelligent than, you are more educated than, you are nicer than, you are, you are everything, in every aspect of life, you are better than the person, but the person is so successful, more successful than you. And then you are thinking, we are the one paying tight. Do you know that you can pay tight without getting connected to the branch? You see, you see, oh, we are the one who have been supporting the church financially, but we are the ones suffering. We are the ones suffering. He didn't say that you will bear fruit if you pay tight. He did not say that you will bear fruit if you he said that if you are connected, if you remain in me and I in you, then you will bear fruits. That is the key. You see, there are some in spiritual things, eh? Every every act, every action attracts a certain blessing. You cannot substitute them. What prayer can give you, your tithe cannot give you. What your tithe can give you, your prayer cannot give you. What your relationship with God can give you, other things cannot give you. This morning, whilst we were in the forest uh, praying, Pastor Constance gave a scripture, one of the scriptures, where one king did everything that pleased God. He cut down the uh, bars to, um, the post to bar. He destroyed the temple to idols. Did a lot of things. But the Bible said that, yet he did not follow God wholeheartedly. So why would a man crush idol worship in his kingdom? Why would a man build a temple for God? Why would a man get out the male prostitutes and the shrines and the witches and wizards from the kingdom? And yet, the Bible said that, he, did not, he was not wholeheartedly devoted to God. Because you can do God's things your way, not God's way. Are you here? 
You can do God's things your way, not God's way. Anytime I prepare a message, I ask myself, if, if God is to judge me on this message, can I make heaven? I want to do it God's way. I may have a very good sermon, but will I be preaching with a wholehearted devotion? I might not be preaching it with a wholehearted devotion, and that can be a problem for me. The key, what Jesus is talking about here, that no matter what you do for me, it must be based on a solid, strong relationship between me and you. Any other thing outside the relationship that is not approved by God, you are a branch. Get connected to him. Once you are connected to him, your fruitfulness is assured. Your fruitfulness is assured. Five, a soldier. Five, a soldier. The Bible describes you as a soldier. Second Timothy 2 verse 3. Second Timothy 2 verse 3. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So they are bad soldiers of Jesus. They are not able to endure hardship. Do you know hardship is part of the military? So even their training, they subject them to endurance tests. Endurance test. They subject them to endurance test. Most pe some people, I think almost every military recruitment training, some people either collapse or die. Recently, not many years ago, there was this uh, uh, military exercise on the hills of Scotland where one guy fell and died in the midst of the snow. They were supposed to climb certain this thing and they went and did something and da, 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 da. And, and and then this guy died and the people said can we review can we review the military training and the way it is that the, the army stood by their training regiment they said this is how you become a soldier this is how you become how, what is the meaning of being a soldier with that endurance test i'm here to see a pot belly soldier but there are a lot of pot belly police officers no, no, no. Sometimes you are driving past a, a, an intercession and there's a police officer standing there with pot belly. And you're asking yourself, can this one run after an armed robber? Please tell Dan Pari not to come after me. I'm saying the truth. So, so one of the key things about every soldier is your capacity to endure. So, as a soldier, now Paul was telling his son Timothy that because you were a soldier, learn to endure hardship. I'm sure that Timothy was going through some hardship. You remember Timothy even had a stomach problem. Timothy was only 30 when he became a pastor. He was pastor one of the biggest churches. And yet, Timothy has a number of problems. He came out of his um, grandparents were top Christians. They raised him. Paul was his covering. And yet, Timothy had a number of uh, um, situations, difficult situations. And now Paul was talking to his son and he said, listen, listen please endure the hardship we have prayed god has not solved it we have done everything but don't forget that you are a soldier so endure this hardship just endure it for a while enjoy it paul himself had an issue when before god god said to him god said to him my grace is sufficient for you it was believed that paul was going blind and he called that a thorn in my flesh and Paul was going blind. And Paul was healing people, raising the dead. And he was going blind. In some of his letters, he would say that I wrote with a bold handwriting. Because even his own writing, if you wrote small, he wasn't seeing it. So he had to write with a bold handwriting. And when Paul went to the Lord for healing, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. It is not every problem he intends to solve. Some problems he will give you the grace to go through it. Because some problems is for so is somebody's message. Your problem and the grace that has carried you through is to give a message to someone. It is tell someone something. Are you here? 
is to tell someone something. When I come to talk to you about tried and tested, we will look at the case of Job. How God placed a bet on Job's life. Can God bet on you? Can God bet on you? If, the next, if this year you don't marry, can God bet on you? Will you remain faithful? Will you be bitter going around cursing people? Or, or you will still remain faithful? If this year you don't get that job, will you still remain faithful? Or now when we call you, we say, oh, we are, I'm busy. Oh, daddy, please, I'll call you back. Because you are giving up. You're not giving up. When you are leaving the church, when you are, your prayer life is going, you're not giving up on the pastor. You're not giving up on the church. You are giving up on God. But the only person you can blame is, you see, that if you want to blame God, blame the pastor. Are, are you here with me? An athlete. The Christian is an athlete. And look at it. 1 Corinthians 9.25 Everyone who competes in, a, in games go into street training. They go to street training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. But the key thing here, they go into street training. They go into street training. The most successful athletes can train for eight years just to win an Olympic gold. Some of them from their infancy. Now, Tiger Woods used to be one of the most successful. Listen, I watched his documentary, Most Successful Golfer. He started hitting golf balls when he was two years old. What about the tennis stars, Venus and Serena, the two sisters? They started hitting tennis balls when they were very, very young. When they were very, very young. In fact, these ladies, to become champions, delayed their marriages, delayed childbirth. Just to make sure they can become champions. Street training. Street training. Street training. Be down the fat. Be strong. I mean, those balls to hit it. The speed, the strength with which they hit it. You must be consistently be training. And Paul is saying that we, we Christians, we are like athletes. To be able to make impact on your Christian life as a Christian, you must go into, you must have the same discipline, the same discipline to your prayer life, the same discipline to your Bible studies, the same discipline in your church service, like athletes do. Like they do. I've seen Uze both training. And how many hours the guy ran every day. How many hours? I try to use the treadmill. When I stand on the treadmill, after 20 minutes, I'm bored. I am bored because I'm doing a routine thing. I'm doing a routine thing over a long period. I'm doing a routine thing. But these people did the same routine thing. The same running on the same track for so many years in order to win gold. If your prayer life is boring, if your Bible said that you love him because you think it's a routine thing, you are losing it. You must keep doing the same thing over a long period of time to become an expert on that thing. Continue to pray. Continue to fast. Continue to do it. Do it until you become a champion. Discipline yourself. The Christian life is a disciplined life. Discipline yourself for prayer. Discipline yourself for Bible study. Discipline yourself. This year, if you want to stand out, discipline is key. Everybody say discipline is key. Finally, 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 stand out. T. Tax yourself. Tax yourself. Tax yourself. Now, I'll read a few scriptures to show you how dangerous laziness is. And I try to prove that most of us, our financial crisis 
is as a result of laziness. If you have anybody to bind, bind the spirit of laziness and you'll be fine. Now, look at this. Proverbs 13 verse 23. All hard words brings a profit, but mere talks leads only to poverty. All hard work brings a profit, but mere thought leads to What brings profit? What brings profit? Hard work. Hard work. So, so all the things I've been teaching here, you see, it does not take prayer to be prosperous. It does not. It takes hard work. It takes hard work. It takes hard work. But whilst you are working, pray that the fruit of, that your labor will not be in vain. Pray that your labor will not be in vain. But hard work, hard work brings a profit. 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 Let me not bore you again with my story on the Sprinter's Road. But at one point in my life, I was working 12 hours a day. Today, when I took the young pastors for prayer in the Atimota Forest, I was just telling them, I was just telling them how many hours I used to spend in that forest. And I was telling them, I was giving them a condition. I said, at your age, when you are very tired, sleep six hours. But when you are not, sleep four hours. I said, use the rest of the hours to work. Use it to do something around, around your ministry and you become successful. Work eight hours a day for eight years, you will succeed. Sleep, sleep more than eight hours a day for eight years, you become poor. Success is not a rocket science. It's common sense principles. Now, Proverbs 12 verse 24 says, The diligent find freedom in their work. The lazy are oppressed by their work. You see, if we're a hard worker, eh? if we're a hard worker, if we're a very hard worker, it is a joy to wake up, to go to work. That's where you find your freedom. But for the lazy person, work is an oppression. Every day we are working. We'll come to this office from morning to evening. We are not even resting. We are not even, they're not even giving us break. Huh? Me, I'm tired. Every morning you get up, you are complaining. You are, if you see your children, the household chores, and they are complaining, know that you are raising, you are raising lazy children. Keep them to task. Keep them working. Don't let them complain and say, I'm poor, I'm crying, I'm I tell the guys in my house, if you assume that mommy has given you work, sweep the compound. And after sweeping the compound, you say, I'll finish for today. And you go to your room and you are lying down, sleeping. Whilst the same people. I, I, we have other employees at a craft business school who come to work. Some arrive at 7 a.m. and leave at 7 p.m. And because you have been given a compound to sweep or a car to wash, once you finish, you go and lie down and you are sleeping. You won't spend the hours. Find other jobs in the house and do, pray, study, do something. But you go and sleep daytime. Young men, young women sleeping daytime because you have finished your work. I told you about putting extra in your life. Proverbs 10. You know, all this is from Message Bible. Proverbs 10 26. A lazy employee will give you nothing but trouble. It's vinegar in the mouth, smoke in the eyes. When you have somebody who is lazy. Now, the most troublesome people in any organization are the lazy people who don't find, who don't work. High performance are not trouble in the office, though. Private. So you are doing something. They go to the field. The lazy person is complaining. Hey, but now I know what if you or that air condition. Oh, the air bigu have a bra, a bra. 
and trying to raise people against you look at the way we are tired look at the way we are getting tired where is he where is he where is he the company is for him and by now go and see him he's lying in air condition but see when the man was building the company when mommy and i were building africa which had become a crab business school we're not lying in air condition we didn't have a condition we're living in an uncompleted building you are now starting your life and you want us to start your life with you you want us to start your life with you you want us to start your life with you some pastors will come to you and say daddy has many cars and we are working tell them that you are in your working stage don't worry the man the man is in his driving stage when he was working on the sprinter's road mommy and i will not drive to somewhere and they will say hey my dear do you know we used to walk to this place we used to walk to this place you remember this family this is where we used to come and we get shocked that we used to walk that distance we have covered almost every mileage on the sprinter's road proverbs 12 to 27 a lazy life is an empty life but early to rise gets the job done a lazy life is an empty life it's an empty life a lazy life is an empty life it's an empty life early risers get the job done you'll be sleeping when others are awake you'll be sleeping years ago somebody asked me why don't you sleep we hear that you sleep very little you sleep even after now bishop the boy is almost 70. when we hear him preaching he says i sleep only four hours and yet you have lazy africans who have been sleeping on social media insulting him and uh, they have set up universities and their members cannot go their members even cannot go their members even cannot go the university is expensive charity is done on profit so the university must run on business grounds so that the profit they generate can be used to help poor but it's not to be it's not to help church members it's to help brilliant but needy students brilliant but needy students so even if you're a church member you should prove that you are needy and you should also prove that you are brilliant some years ago i put a lot of people in a crab business school thinking i'm helping people 90 percent of people i gave scholarship to did not finish those who finished left the church but when they finished they now have to prove they now had to look for a job they were instrumental i said you cannot play instrument all your life i mean even joe metal does not do full-time music he does something else to generate income so let me give you education once i give you bachelor's now look for a job church will stop paying you when they got the bachelor's and now they had to look for a job so our church will stop paying them they left church and became instrumentalists in other churches with my bachelor's yeah well, i'm telling you i'm telling you i'm telling you because you know what they cannot work in a structured environment wake up come to work at this time and leave at this time they want to they want to be in a place where they say they are full-time but nobody can monitor. in this church if you are full-time who monitors you you're supposed to lead yourself nobody monitors you nobody monitors you so you can do whatever you want to do finally two last scriptures that we are off from here proverbs 15 verse 20 intelligent children make their parents proud lazy students embarrass their parents lazy people are embarrassment i'm telling you this is even said in the context of parent parenthood but go beyond that a lazy husband is an embarrassment to the wife 
A lazy wife is an embarrassment to the husband. A lazy pastor is an embarrassment to the church. Proverbs 20 verse 4. A farmer too lazy to plant in the spring has nothing to harvest in the harvest, in the fall. Some people have never learned. During their spring season, they never planted. So they haven't harvested. But seasons repeat themselves. They come back to spring again. And they are still complaining. And nobody helped me. And my family, nobody is helping. And this church, nobody is helping me. And this, nobody help. Break this dependency syndrome. Pick your seed. Plant them. And wait for your harvest. That's how you stand out. God bless you and thank you for joining me. Father, let the entrance of your word give light and bring understanding to us. Help us this year to stand out, Lord. Help us to stand out, Lord. Help us to stand out in the crowded field of life. Help us to stand out, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.